Welcome. This is Awareness for Everyone, an exploration of conscious reality creation, mindfulness, and employing awareness tools for optimizing your life experience. I am MJ Bleehart, writer, blogger, editor, voice artist, and 21st century philosopher. This week's topic, the importance of mindfulness to awareness. Awareness doesn't just happen. While it's there for everyone, it's available for everybody on the planet, you need to be cognizant of the effort it takes to gain the necessary insight to yourself. All too often, people think of being aware regarding what's going on around them. They're aware of their environment, the weather, other people, their situation, where, when, how, why, and what they're doing, except in the process, they're not fully aware of themselves. So how does one become truly aware of themselves? The key is mindfulness. Being mindful is not something that you just do one time only and then neglect. It is a constant activity. It is a constant check-in with yourself to gain awareness of everything that makes you into you. Being mindful is incredibly empowering because it opens you up to connect all the elements of what make you, you, into the world and to really gain the ability to take control of your destiny, to make the choices that are going to most light you up and make your life into what you totally desire for it to be. This is not necessarily easy, and yet it's super, super easy when all is said and done. And it feels so easy that it feels disingenuous to some people. How can this possibly be all it takes to gain control and be empowered? The thing is this. We are fed constant, ongoing lies about how life, the universe, and everything works. These lies are a big part of why we live in a fear-based society. It's not that they were necessarily malicious. It's just that once upon a time when we were still hunter-gatherers out there, fear kept us alive. It protected us because it was visceral. It was real. It was tangible. Over time, once we became more agrarian, once we started to plant our fields and uh, raise our livestock instead of just hunting it out there and became more sedentary in various ways, Fear changed, and the things that we were tangibly afraid of gave way to intangibles that started to matter to us. Most of these intangibles, when all is said and done, is the fear, not of the thing itself, but the suffering that it will cause. This, in turn, has pulled us away from being aware further and further because fear is so frequently employed to do all kinds of nasty things to us. Now, going forward, I will talk about fear in more detail because it's really something just so amazingly abused and misunderstood that I want to get into it in greater depth. But that's not today's topic. Today's topic is mindfulness. Mindfulness is the conscious awareness of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions here and now in the present, right at this moment. When you gain that recognition of your inner mindset, headspace, psyche, self, that 
connects you with you. That ultimately makes you aware because that connection of your inner being, of your conscious self, of your mindset, of your headspace, of your psyche, all of these elements that make you, you then provides a gateway to connect to your subconscious mind and to your ego. Let me explain why I divide these the way I do. The subconscious mind and the unconscious mind are two separate elements. The unconscious mind is where things just happen. You have pretty much no connection to your unconscious mind. It's where you breathe. It's where your heart beats. It's where all the little things that make you just live, literally live, happen. That's swallowing, breathing, digesting, all that type of stuff. That's all part of your unconscious mind. Your subconscious mind, think of it like a computer hard drive. It is deep storage. It is where everything, everything that you encounter goes. It's where everything you learn, everything you experience, every person, place, thing that comes through your life gets stored. Some of that storage is pretty much so deeply locked away that you're not going to find it unless you actively seek it out. Some of it is just buried or otherwise removed, and some of it has been uh, decompressed, frankly. Somebody went into the hard drive, and they ran it through some cleaning and, you know, removed all the stuff that doesn't need to be there anymore. There are things we remove from our mind. The point is that the subconscious, that is where our values and beliefs and habits all live. That's the place where they exist. A lot of the time, things get placed in our subconscious mind that we don't directly place ourselves. Experiences cause things to report in our heads that then cause us to bury them into our subconscious where they just sort of go by rote and routine. Before you know it, you've got a habit based on something that you keep doing repeatedly. That's how smoking starts. That's how alcoholism develops. But it's also how good habits develop, like saying please and thank you, like thinking before you speak, like making choices, all of the things that we do habitually. And there are so, so many things that we do habitually. That is our subconscious mind. And it is in our subconscious that we hold our deepest beliefs, our values, and our habits. The reason I separate out ego is because ego is comprised of in a lot of ways, an impression we seek to make. It is a construct based on both our conscious and subconscious mind, but also how we present ourselves to the world. It's what makes us how other people perceive us. And the ego is a huge proponent of all things comfortable. The ego does not wish to suffer. It wishes to experience life in the most comfortable ways possible. And when we're not mindful, our ego will oftentimes drive us to places that we might not actually desire to go. Together, conscious mind, subconscious mind, and ego make us into who we are. And being mindful, in a nutshell, is ultimately being aware of ourselves. Because of how our society tends to work, people generally live more subconsciously than consciously. 
Well, what the hell does that mean? That means that a lot of people are just simply not awake. You see them just kind of going through life as if they are puppets, as if they are just not making any choices or decisions for themselves. They are often viewed as the sheeple. They're the people who just are easily swayed to take direction that makes no sense to anybody who's applying logic and reason. A lot of times, they are the people who are most impacted by fear and those who wield it like a weapon. Because there are lots and lots of people out there in leadership positions in a special who use fear as a weapon. It's how they attempt to disempower because if more people are empowered and, oh, you know, mindful, more people are aware. And when they're aware, they choose to live for themselves. That's what it means to live subconsciously, to go by rote and routine. And while there are times that choosing nothing and being indecisive and just kind of letting things happen or letting others choose for you make perfect sense, there are lots of instances where that's just not the case. Hey, when you and your loved one want to go out to dinner and you say, no, you choose, I don't care, that is perfectly okay. On the other hand, when you're faced with deciding what direction you want your life to go and how you want your life to be, ceding that control disempowers you. And what good does that do anybody? So here's one of the interesting tricks of mindfulness. Awareness of the now, of this moment, changes. Why? That's because the one and only constant in the entire universe is change. Change is inevitable. Sometimes it is catastrophic and instantaneous and freaky and just unexpected. Other times it's so glacially slow that you don't notice it until it's come to pass or that it happened a year ago and suddenly you're going, wait, what? When did that change? That is inevitable. Change happens. When you are not practicing mindfulness, change will happen without your knowledge, and, surprise, surprise, without your awareness. When you are practicing mindfulness, however, you are present here and now. Being present is the single best way to be ultimately aware, and when you're aware, you get control. Here's the thing. The past has already happened and cannot be changed. The past is past. The future is uncertain and unwritten. Lots of people focus on the past and try to bring it back to the present to impact the future. But that's not possible. It's not. It just simply can't be done. The only real option here is to live presently and be in the present. And one of the best ways to do this is via the practice of mindfulness. So... How do you practice mindfulness? It's actually surprisingly simple, and really all it requires is questions. And I mean super simple questions that you can ask yourself regularly. These are questions that you can write down and write the answers to, but I find that one of the best ways to truly be mindful is to ask these questions of yourself aloud. Some of the questions that are great for awakening mindfulness and making you aware include, what am I thinking? How am I feeling? What am I feeling? How do I expect today to be? 
What can I do to take control today? What are my actions and what are the intentions behind them? These questions are all super, super simple, but asking them makes you aware. It puts you ultimately here and now and present and opens the way for you to choose where you desire to be and know if your conscious, subconscious, and ego are aligned or conflicting with one another and thus causing you distress, which in turn can lead to depression anxiety, and all kinds of other negativity, that plays right into our fear-based society. But more than that, it disempowers you. Finally, this is important. When it comes to learning to practice mindfulness, it is an ongoing process. I have been working on practicing mindfulness and conscious reality creation and general awareness for myself for about a decade, more actually. It's coming on almost 11 years since I really began doing this. I have had some incredible experiences and I have never felt more empowered in my life than I have since I began to really work with this. And the more actively I've been mindful and aware of myself, I've just felt so much more strong, so much more controlled of my life. Because let's be blunt, the only thing over which we have any real control is ourselves. I can't control anyone else. I can't impact, I can impact, I can't control anybody else's thoughts, feelings, actions, what have you. The only control I have is in regards to me. Being mindful has let me become more in control and given me great tools to feel empowered. And really, I've had just a really good life experience since then. But nobody's perfect. I still mess this up. There are still times where I'm not very good at being mindful. There are times where I get drawn into a dark place. I have been fighting clinical depression for most of my life. I am unashamed to admit that I take an antidepressant every day to help keep me balanced. Now, in addition to this, I practice mindfulness, I practice meditation, I even attempt to make deep breathing breaks for myself to help keep myself mindful and aware. But there are days where it's almost impossible and there are days where stuff goes down and it's just, you can't. You just lose it and you get caught up in negativity and sadness and discontent and all these other negatives going on around you. It's really hard to quantify because, you know what, nobody's perfect. We all have bad days. And you know what? That's important. We need to have the bad to also have the good. One of the biggest problems with positivity, which is another thing I try very hard to practice and work on doing on a regular basis, is the idea of toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is positivity that ignores negativity or tries to erase it like it shouldn't exist. However, we need negativity. This is a paradox. It is the yin and yang of the universe. You need the good to have the bad. You need up to have down, left to have right, big to have small, etc. It's all about the balance. Ergo, you can't not have negativity in order to live a balanced life. But you have a choice. 
When things happen, when stuff goes bad, when you're in a terrible place and experiencing negativity, you can decide what to do with it. You get to decide if the negativity is going to dominate and run your life, or if you are going to take action, be aware of it, and with mindfulness, redirect it and seek out positivity. Change it and take control over it. That is wholly inside of your power. And that is where mindfulness has its importance to awareness. When you practice mindfulness and you ask questions about possibility and potential and your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions, it puts you in a place where you are in touch with your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, and your ego. That is what makes you aware. And when you become aware, you become empowered to take control over your life and direct change to better serve you. Life is meant to be experienced, and how you experience is entirely up to you. This is where being mindful helps to make you more aware, and awareness is how you can see just how much potential and possibility there is and choose for yourself the best possible life that you can live. Thank you for joining me for Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other awareness tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Network for hosting my show and to Fima Honey. She is the creator of my cover art. If you'd like to commission work from her, please email her at veinsofink2017 at gmail.com and check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published books on Amazon. Thank you, and I hope that you are discovering how awareness for everyone begins with you and me, and is something we can practice to live the fullest and improve our life experience.